This is Surface Thinking with Blackie Chat, and I'm so delighted to have somebody in here that I've been looking at for a long time. Somebody who 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 had a, a big impact on my life, and he don't even know it. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, mm. Somebody who's been around for a long time. He's known everywhere. You know what I'm saying? He can't wear pajamas outside to the corner store because everybody knowing. Shout out to Young Bob for being in here today. What's up? What's up, man? Yeah. I appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah, this means a lot to me, man. Uh, so when I come up with these ideas, or when I come up with the, the the shows for the you know for the day, I like to come up with like a big outline, something that's going to talk that we're going to talk about and base this whole episode on. It's damn near going to be the title. And what I think about when I think about this whole episode is visionary. Yeah, I like that. All right, let's do. So. Um, I'm gonna tell you, I was going on a field. I was going on a trip uh, when I was in high school, going to A. Philip Randolph and Reap, uh, aka Ratchet, uh, was on the bus with us, and he had this uh, the best of me or the best of Meek. It was like a black him on the cover with the fresh uh, shirt. Yeah, with the with the with, with his, his with, fingers. Yeah, with, with the hand. The, and I was listening, but I wasn't. You know, I'm from originally from Germantown, so I went to You're A. From Philip. North, though. Okay, I am from North now. So I went to uh, A. Philip Randolph where, you know, people from all over was going. Mm -hmm. So I just started to get incorporated with the North Philly way. And I would just see your name everywhere after that. Young Bob this, Young Bob that. And you had this, like, this Frank Ocean mystique where I couldn't put a face to you. Obviously, you know, social media wasn't popping like that. And it was just like you were on everything, like everything. And it was just like. I was in these streets, man. It was out there. So my first question, which is obviously an easy question, is just like. How did you start headshots? Like, how did it get started? Um, headshot was actually started by accident. Mm -hmm. It was uh, I was doing mixtapes, and how I started doing mixtapes was I, like I was always a fan of music. You know what I mean, mm -hmm. and actually, I'm damn, I'm I don't even give a, the people who put me on music enough credit. You know what I'm saying, my oldest cousin used to uh, do his thing in the streets, and I was like eight. I used to always ride around with him, but he used to always have new music. Right. So I used to always listen to him. I'm like eight years old. He taught me how to drive. He just taught me a lot. And, you know, music kind of stuck to me. Like, eight years old, Easy e was my favorite rapper. Okay. I remember Easy e died. I cried. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I just always, from from then, I loved music. And I would get, like, exclusives and, you know, put mixtapes together. My first mixtapes was called, like, New Shit. Okay. My brother was, like, a, my oldest brother. Shout out to Maul. He was like a geek on computers, you know what I'm saying? So he put me on like the LimeWire and the uh, Kazaa and all that, the download music and all that. Right. So I would download music and I'd take music that I had or take music that I brought from somewhere. Like I used to go down, uh, I used to go down uh, downtown or to the stands, Germantown, Lehigh, 52nd Street, 29th in York, just different stands. My man Justice used to ride through in his Zuzu Trooper, mm -hmm. getting, uh, music from New York and I used to like take all the good songs off each CD and put them on one CD but what made it special was I would get like neighborhood guys mm -hmm. and add them into the mix of them so it'd be like Locks, uh, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne and one of the neighborhood guys you know what I'm saying so it'd be like yeah, how you good on this mixtape you know I'm saying well that's how I started I started just selling them by myself in school Started in school, then my old head used to let me drive, rest in peace, Mo. He used to let me drive his uh, Corsica. And, like, he brought he brought the first mixtape, and I was like, damn, you want to buy this? I was like, yo, this is hot. Right. 
he bought that, sold them to school, like just to get sneaks and stuff and shit like that. And then it like started rolling. My cousin, all oh, we used to ride around and I had a, uh, like an 88 Cutlass, a brown jaw. We used to ride around to the barber shops and all that. Like, yo, I got this new CD. You know, niggas was just like, oh, I don't want this. But then they'll look on the jaw like, damn, how all these songs on it? I'm saying, and it just started moving from there. So when I look at, we still talking about being a visionary. I mean, I, I, obviously you say you didn't start it by accident, but when did it click for you to say, wow, this shit really rolling? Um, or this is, this is something I should be doing. After that first mixtape, I was able to buy some sneaks off of like one day. Okay. I was like, oh. I said, we got something here, you know what I'm saying? It was, I, and then it, what made my mixtape so crazy, I was dropping every week. Okay. I wasn't dropping, oh, I'm going to drop this and I'm going to drop like three weeks or a month later. So this before that piff was popping? It this probably before, was, uh, uh, what was it, Zoo? It was, Gorilla Zoo? No, what? this was before the Zoo, you okay. know what I'm saying? Like a lot of that Philadelphia Zoo and uh, PhiladelphiaZoo.net, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, too raw for the streets. Junk had an internet with a blog site and all that. This was before all that. That started popping a little. So we talking before even MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Way before MySpace. This was just in the streets. Okay. Like I said, like far as like even the cover, cover. I used to I used to buy like Maxwell CDs, and you know they used to come with a cover, mm-hmm. but you had to write the names of it. So I would write, and I got like neat handwriting. I would write the names of each song, mm-hmm. and I get like the school police to photocopy it for me. And I sit and rip them and fit them back into the case. Okay. I'm like, yo, this is what I got off. Like, I went to, like, new shit, one through ten. Then uh, I end up getting livestock. This one livestock at first came out. Mm-hmm. So I came out with a CD for it, livestock. Mm-hmm. Then when the cops was walking to beat the Safe Street jump, came out with CD, Safe Street. Yeah. And then, you know, I needed something that, that wrong and stuck. And I was just thinking, just... uh. Riding around, you know, driving, you know, just driving around and all that. And I was like, I need a name for this. Then I was like, I need something that's going to catch. And I used to be like, man, Rockefeller got a decent name, like for Rockefeller or Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Or I'm a bad boy on bad boy. For death row, I'm willing to go to death row. I mean, right. just shit like that. I'm like, man, thinking, thinking, for oh, here, shit, uh, get a hitch. Oh, I'm running with that, you know what I'm saying? So. I ran with that, and, that, and that, that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was nice. It, it was and still is nice. You hear me? Well, let's still stay on visionary. So how did you, I mean, be, becoming a visionary or being a visionary, you had to put things in perspective. So you knew that you couldn't do everything by yourself. So essentially, I know you had a, a graphic design dude. What was his name? Uh, one, we I had a lot of graphic designers. There was one guys. dude that was running around. He had the Man, shirts on and everything. I had a uh, cow with the camera. I had a uh, dev camera. I had uh, it's something else. Before then, I would do uh, we had like an internet guy. It was some young boy that uh, was around with you. It was like something catches like cam with the cam or something like. Kyle that. with the camera, Kyle with the cam. It might have been him. Then. I think it was Kyle with the cam. Yeah, it might have been him. Shout out to Kyle with the cam. So then you had him doing what? All your graphics. We had sleeve graphics. Well, you had a bunch of different uh graphic guys okay. around. So who made the headshot logo? Sleeve Graphics. Okay. I can't find him. I'm looking for you right now. Like he's the best graphic designer I ever met. I'm saying so, Sleeve Graphics. He did that. He did headshot one cover, headshot two cover, headshot three cover. But I can't find him. He did my We Working logo. He did uh, Joey Jahad logo. He did get uh, 
Bloodhounds 2. He did Bloodhounds 2 cover. He did all Hattie covers, them early covers. He did Dumb Jones, uh, The so, Get Back, Don't Watch Me Watch TV. No, that was the Twins, right? Was yeah, the Twins. Right. Slave Graphics. That's oh, what they was I called. See them all the time. Skateboarding yeah. and all that. They be with, uh, what you call them? Used to be with Loose. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Shout out my man Loose. Shout out Leak, 52nd Street. For sure. Shout For out sure. Nah. For sure. Shout out The Music Hut. The Hut, exactly. I'm so, saying. Legendary. So, Shout out right. my man Touch Money Now. So you was at the top. Boom. Then you figured that you had to have a team. So where did Bam come in? Bam is from uh, the bottom of my block originally. Okay. And uh, we became friends like through the neighborhood and like at the pile. Mm-hmm. Now Bam used to, uh, with me doing the music, Bam was like always in love with music. Mm-hmm. So Bam, you'd be like, oh, yo, I need some of that new shit. You know what I'm saying? And I would just like bring it to him and shit like that. Right. And then... Yeah. Further down the line, bam, like, oh, I got some new shit. I got this person or people he knew. Okay. And uh, we just linked up. Like, we kind of like, yo, I, I ran into this person. They want to get some CDs. Uh, won't you give me some CDs and I can sell them, blah, blah, blah. So, bam, like, found a lot of, like, the wholesalers. And he used to be on the two raw for the streets, doing all the time. Right. And getting in contact with different people. And so that's how we linked up and all that. That's how we became the headshot brand, the, you know, the brand. So the team was Young Bob Headshot and Bam Say No More. So was And that, my young boy, DJ DJ. Oh, that's who it was. DJ DJ Productions. So what did he do? DJ DJ wasn't a graphic guy, though. DJ DJ was like a... Uh, he was just like my young boy that just used to figure... He was like a figure... He, I call him, uh, like, he makes sure everything is figured out. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... Tech guy. Yeah, everything. Okay. Like, he do everything. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, he'll figure it out. He'll go on the internet and search it and figure it out. So, Shout out to DJ DJ, too. So, being a visionary, you created a brand that people wanted to believe in. Yes, yes, So, yes. how did you get with the Bloodhounds, Too Sick, uh, the Go-Getters? How did you get all of them a part of the team? Uh, see, you you jumping ahead because before that, it was uh, Ant Live, Wall Street. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, before that, I used to rap. Okay. Or whatsoever. I used to rap. We used to call Hot Now back in the day. Uh, started like rapping in the neighborhood, and me and my mans are rapping in the back of back of the classroom in school. Shout out to Roxborough High, my man Cool Kareem Bosky and all that. So we like well rapping in the back of the night, and then like come up with names for us. Shit, we used to call Hot Now or whatsoever, like the block and all that. And uh. Somebody had to, like you said, like somebody, it, I had the vision already, like, but somebody had to, like, get it all together. Like, all right, we all rapping, but what are we going to do with it? Exactly. So I would, like, set battles up. Like, my cousin rapped. He was from uptown. Mm-hmm. He would bring his homies down. We would battle and stuff like that. And that's that's how, that's how I, like, started moving around like that. So how did you get to the point where you got Ant Live, you got you, you got you? Ant Live is from my, Ant Live is from my block. Well, Ant Live is from 23rd and Diamond, but, you know, 23rd and Diamond, 24th and Norris is the same, right. basically. Right. We're all in the same neighborhood, and that was my man already. Mm-hmm. So he rapping, and, like, Wall Street was from uh, Mansion. He went to Mansion. Mm-hmm. We linked up from just being in the neighborhood and people selling CDs over at uh, Mansion. Like, okay. how I used to do it. I would give out the headshot CDs to different to people at different schools. Like, yo, you go to Mansion, I got some CDs for you. I make That's some crazy. money. I was about to ask you about that too. I'm saying, oh, you go to Germantown, I got some CDs for you. I make some money. Shout out my man Chop. Mm-hmm. 
Gratz, Fat Rail, Shoddy Yams, rest in peace, Shoddy Yams too. Like any anybody I knew, some like if I knew somebody at the school, I had some CDs for you. Like, yeah, for sure. You, you want to make some money? Let's make some money. Shout out to the live, the live women. So it started rolling. I mean, you keep trying to skip around it, but it started rolling. How did you get too sick? Blood Done did it. Done did it. Oh, Done did it in Cicero. No, like Done did it in Cicero. It's crazy though. They like family. Right. But it was never like a part of headshot. Right. But they was, I was like, Done did it in Meek Battle. Like I used to bring niggas to battle Meek. Like, okay. So Done did it. Like. Yo, me, this, dude, me, this is service thing you keep No, I be, I be, because I be, I be forgetting, like, right. or, or, you know, me and Dunn talk about it to ourselves. Right. Because, well, but we just pity, you know what I'm saying? But Dunn, like, Dunn and Meek battle, Dunn made me cry in, like, a battle because, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, <laughs> Dunn, Dunn was ahead of his time, you know what I'm right. saying? Shout out Dunn did it, Cicero. Right. But they was, like, family and shit, so they already, they had their thing with, like, the cannons and all that, but they were still family. Right. So they used to come to the block, rap. And all that type of shit. But I'm just trying to figure out how, I mean, because we're still talking about being a visionary. How did you get these three groups of people that were not? Oh, born? now we're now we speaking on the Bloodhounds, the Too Sick, and moving along. Right. And so moving along, Meek was from 23rd and Burks, okay. which is around the corner. And we Everybody used to hang at the pile. Mm -hmm. So everybody knew each other. Now Meek started rapping, then he seen, like, I had the mixtapes rolling. Right. So Meek originally was on like Headshot Six. He did a song with him and H and Pep G's. So I'm like, yo, they like that shit, dog. You gotta bring me back some more music. You know what I'm saying? So Headshot Six. Eventually, he came around to like Headshot Twenty something after Headshot Six, and that's when he was more consistent with the music. He brought me like a tape of a bunch of music that was the Bloodhounds and all that. But I only knew Meek. I didn't know the Bloodhounds because they was from South Philly. Right. So we used to, uh, I used to listen to it, listen to it, listen to it. I'm like, all right, well, look, I'm going to put this on here. I'm going to put this on here. We, like, we wasn't doing no label or none of that. I just used to put them on a mixtape. I wasn't even thinking about a label at first. So I would put them on a mixtape, put them on a mixtape. And then we used to go to Club Flow down uh, on uh, Delaware Ave. Meek and Joey Jahad knew each other. Joey got at Meek like, yo, I need to be on them. Uh, I need to be on the mixtapes with you. Meek bumped me into, you know, linked that up. Joey, come to the block. Come spit for the block. That's how I used to test niggas out. Come to the block. Come spit for the block. Right. Boom. Did that. Yeah. Okay. 24th and R. Shout out to the gang. Rest in peace, Heggy. Uh, but I used to bring him to the block and test them out. And niggas were like, yo, he hot. He hot. Oh, and niggas be like, man, you was recording that shit. <laughs> right. A lot of niggas, I, a lot of niggas I ain't hit the button on, though. Like, uh, no, he ass, right. you know what I'm saying? But, you know. But uh, then uh, I always knew, I knew Magic from like playing basketball and all that. He North Philly, he from 29th Street, but I didn't know Still. Right. So Magic and Still. Welcome oh, home still, right? Yeah, welcome home still. For welcome sure. home. Busy boy, you did your thing, boy. Uh, Matt Frost, I can't forget yeah, Frost. Frost was fire, man. G's up. I can't forget them guys. Hooli, B-Block, uh, Fat Mike, rest in peace, Fat Mike. Eddie Eddie Hurt, like Eddie Hurt, that's my manager, EDP. You, I don't know if you know him or not, but he like the plug. So uh, he used to link like everybody, like, yo, I got this nigga, I got this. And he used to link like, he like the first nigga that took me to the studio. One of them interviews, Meek spoke on it, but it's like my lifetime manager, mentor, and all that. So he like kind of linked us all together. Frost, 
Frost was Frost had his own thing, but he was like collaborated with Headshot too. So Magic and Still and them like kind of battled that uh at Francisville on some shit. Okay. And Bam was there, and Bam was like, yo, the niggas Magic and Still and them, they hot as shit. Right. I'm like, nigga, bring them to the block. Right. Bring them sure. to the block. They went off, niggas was filling them, and then that's kind of like how it all started. Then we all started linking more and getting together and all that, and boom, bada boom, bada bing. So, like, so you the head now. So, like, I don't know what phones was out at the time. My nigga go all ski. I don't know what, what, what. Shout out to Uncut. What phones was out. What, none Ryan, of what up? And, uh. The Nokia's and shit was out. The Nokia with the snakes. But what, what, I mean, what does it take to get a group of people together from different areas, different personalities, different entourages, different ways of living, different. How did you get them all to buy into what you were selling? That shit was rolling already. Like I ain't. I mean, that shit was already rolling. Right. When they, I mean, it was something. It was it was something beautiful already. You know, they just added beauty to it. Right. Like I already had the mixtapes rolling. I mean, if 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 you don't step up, it'll be somebody else's position because right. I had it rolling already with mixtapes. The mixtapes was in like popular demand. Right. Like anybody, like State probably was rolling. The figures was rolling, off the hook was rolling, diamond district, and I had plugs into all of them, so I could put out a best of young Chris, I could put out a best of PD. I I was pitting out them Jones left and right, so I I was like the plug. For sure. You know what I mean, who don't want to connect with the plug? So that's how all of it happened. I mean, you had it. I mean, Slick Slick used to have a uh, what, yeah, what's the name? They of the, had it. What's the name of his DVD? I Heavy think. Spitters. Heavy Spitters, right? So he, I remember he had the first one where he had Oskino on there, and he had a couple other people on there, and then the bull smacked the the bull. Uh, LP and uh, LP and them, Hollow Man was out there and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Pop and all them, I remember that. He had recorded Meek a while ago, but yeah, he, he didn't never put, put it on. He there. never put it on there until yeah. he came out with the Lost Tapes two point yeah, five yeah. and all that. Put them on there. Shout out to Slick though; they were sleeping on me. So you, you, I mean. You created people to want to. I mean, everybody had the DVDs from from the muscle. My man, Equip had one. My man, yeah. Everybody Shout had. Shout out to Equip. You know, I mean, Too Raw for the Streets had it. As far as the, the, the you know the DVDs and the battles and everything, far as Philly mm-hmm. and, and traveling, having read and far, all. Far yeah, far as all over. You know what? The, I I didn't even want to put out a DVD until and I, I like speak on that too. until like me and Star talk. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, cause I'm one of them boys. Like, I don't want to do what you're doing. Right. If that's what you're doing, cool. I was doing my mixtape shit. And you had it. I'm cool. But you became the Apple of the time. Like, yeah. You became Apple. Even though Big Star was doing a shout out to him because he started that shit. And that's I mean, my guy. To this day, that's my guy. Like The impact that that shit had on, on Philly culture, just us as being young boys, we would be rapping each other's, uh, other people's raps, battling each mm-hmm. other like we were that person. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Real rap. So whether it was Reed and Philly versus Delaware, Philly versus Chester, or wherever it was, we was watching them. Sheena, what up? And, and they had a lasting impact. But you kind of were like the pe- the person that people like waited on. Like, all right, everybody doing their DVDs from the muscle and all these people. But when they going to drop one? When they going to drop one? And I remember, you know, we waiting, but we didn't care because we had the mixtapes. And we knew that we was going to get meat. Like, we was going to get the whole package. I used to bootleg DVDs. That's how I used to make my money in school. Listen, man. I used to bootleg everything, right? I, I tell them, any promotion is good promotion. But look. People would like literally come up to my DVD Jones and be like, "Is me going here? No, or, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it." And he changed the game as far as people. At first, it was a pleasure to be on people's DVDs. Then after a while, he was like, "Yo, 
y'all niggas want to start paying me to be on uh-huh. these because y'all making all of this money. So he changed the game in that regard on that aspect. So like, what was the greatest time of that era? Like of that time when, because we're going to talk more about more of the things that happened. No, the, listen, the, the whole time was, the whole time was great. Mm-hmm. I can't, I mean, I, like. I mean, the parties, the bowling parties. We the go parties. To, they the started bowl- off at like $30. Listen, now, listen. Later, they 100 to get in. I'm going to just tell you how much, like, how much shit branched off from the headshot, y'all. Niggas wasn't doing parties. For sure. Niggas, niggas was, you know what I'm saying? And I don't really speak on this. I don't toot my own horn or blow my own whistle, but I know that my whistle work and I know that my horn work. You know what I'm saying? That like was just some fly talk right there. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know it worked, but right. you know, but niggas wasn't doing parties. Niggas wasn't doing this. Niggas wasn't doing that. Niggas wasn't serving punch at their parties. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Until we started. Right. Until we, like, the headshot punch. No, I mean, you know I mean? Niggas got... Chicks off the headshot punch. I mean, you know how many babies was made off headshot parties? Not many relationships. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Niggas wasn't doing that. Niggas, niggas start branching off, but it was all from the headshot umbrella. For sure. And you know, some some of them forgot, right. but you know, it's just sometimes you, know. you gotta remind them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And sometimes you know that they know, so it ain't even no point. Yeah, yeah. Know. Like I don't speak. Like I don't really speak on the heavy, but a lot of them parties and a lot of the things that was going. I don't give a fuck if that's your party. A motherfucker still gonna be like, oh, that's a headshot party. So, what do you think was the most important part about running? Or, I mean, because at that line, at that time, y'all was a movement. Y'all was a record label. Y'all could have been Rough Riders, Rockefeller. Y'all could, y'all had the top artists. You know, y'all had the top people that could have actually transcended into, you know, into the game. So, like, what was the most important steps in running the music company? Consistency. Right. Always being ready. I'm saying, and building relationships. Honestly. I've built so many relationships with enemies. Huh? I was building relationships with enemies. Like, even, like, the touch money and the top class. Like, I would, me and OG would talk. Me and, me, like, touch money now is one of, like, right. my best friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. Because it was a time when it was just, like, it was, like, the. Dog, like we the, used to sit in the hut. Right. Like, if you watch From the, like I told you, if you watch From the Muscle uh, DVD. Is a nigga in the back with a headshot while they bombing on us. Right. Is a nigga, my man Meech. He in the back with the headshot hoodie on while they bombing on us. Oh, because we used on. to just right. that was like the hangout. All right, no ain't doing nothing. We going, we going out the hut. We going to chill out but there. But it, it it got this like it it, it had this. Uh, Shout out my man Turk though. Turk played a big role in that. That's it had guy. this it had this East Coast West Coast ambiance to it at one Matt, point. What up, Matt? I don't yeah, think that's definitely. something that y'all created, but it was De- like, yo, you gotta pick a side. You either gonna be Touch Money, Touch Money, uh, top, um, Touch top, Money Top, top class, class, or you gonna be Headshot. I be telling niggas, man, they had to form two groups to uh, go at us, man. I mean, regardless, it still had that feel. It still was like, yo, you gotta pick a side, and it was like an East Coast West Coast thing. And yeah, I don't know, that's what, definitely what started that though. Still an NH battle. So Niggas don't even know that. It was a still an NH battle. Was, all right. I did a, uh, uh, not even I, we. We did a battle. We did a battle. Uh, we did a battle, John, a big battle. Uh, Sickle the Great, Young Hot, uh, Sick SFL, just a bunch of different names, a bunch of different niggas was in the battle. We did like a, you battle this person, King of the Ring type, John. Right. At the end of it, it was still a magic. Right. I mean, it was still an H. And shout out my man Big Bro, it was like for $500. But we wanted to speed the process along. So we like, are right, we going to do one round? My man Big Bro said, I'm going to add $500 more dollars. 
So now it's a thousand dollars. Do a bunch of quick one rounders, get them in and out, in and out. Cause y'all knew y'all wanted to set it up for this one. No, like we didn't know who was going end at the, you know. Right. So at the top of it, it was still and it was an H and they battled. And like the third round, at the third round it was like a tie. So we're like fuck it, we gotta go one more round. Right. And uh, and they did the joint the buck in the water uh rap. I don't know if you remember that joint. Yeah, I remember. Oh. <laughs> and my man, listen, my young boy DJ DJ put the call in. Like he was watching and all and that was like my young fella, you know what I'm saying? That was like my young protege and all that. So he like, no. Like we at the back, like, no. And they got him on that joint. And I just announced it like And they just the winner, he get the money, he get the like a big ass trophy. And it was all it was on from there. It was like a Oh fuck that! Fuck that ain't win and all this. So still, and, so still, too sick and then thought that he won. Yeah, okay. yeah. And that's so, what started it. Yeah, so that's what started all the beef. Then, so it was, I mean, was it an argument? Was it a fight then or something? No, it wasn't no did, fight. So somebody that. went back and did a track. It was just like dissing and you know, little shit, art, little arguing back and forth, mm-hmm. and you know, then eventually it spilled over into the. Oh, you threw a shot at me on the DVD, or you threw a shot at me on this record. I mean, but that takes a lot of power from you to go against your own team to award the winner somebody from another side. But and H is from North Philly one. Yeah, for sure. And H is that's my guy too. Like been my guy. And H would have been a headshot if he didn't go. Like and H and me was a group before. Okay. Now like right before headshot, it was like lights out click. And H, Meek, Pep Shooter. And all that. Shout out to Pep. Pep dissed me for Meek, too, in the jump. But that's that's another story. <laughs> but uh, that's my man, though. We talked about it. But uh, and, H, and H was, like, all, on all the early headshots and all that type stuff. So he was on that. But he just migrated out west. And he became, like, the head honcho out there with Kaboom right. and all that. So, you know, he had a good he had a good situation out there. So, I, you know, he did his thing. So now everybody going back and forth. Everybody wanting to get on DVDs to diss each other. Then you got Top Class. I mean, uh, Touch Money in the studio. I mean, in, at the hut going at y'all. Nah, my nigga, live. Steve Black, remember so the Roxborough day? Did it ever get serious or y'all? Because I know a couple, you, a couple you and of, I was still tight. Like a, a couple of situations got serious with uh, some of the rappers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they, a couple of them got in their feelings, but. It ain't never get like serious. Like I was, we was still up the hut all the time. Me and Bam stayed up the hut. We were still going up there, like putting CDs in the hut, putting CDs all up and down Fifty Second Street. So, so I would still go record them and all that. Like it didn't. It came like I was like uh, more like on the DJ Clue tip. You know how DJ Clue used to put like the locks and all that, like on his mixtape dissing Rockefeller, even though he was down with Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. I just uh, listen. I'm, I'm doing that, man. Like so, you record, somebody you recording while they going at it. They dissing, yeah. Like, you went back and showed them what they were saying. No, I, I see. I didn't show. I just to tell them like, yo, you gotta go hard. He went at you. Right. I ain't gonna show you this job, but he went at you. Okay. So you got, you got, you mean? Okay. But eventually, they started having a feeling about it and all that. Like, oh, how they on our DVDs and all that. Like it's deeper than that, man. But they wasn't seeing the picture, but you know. I mean, but so, I mean, but that's how all the other DVDs came along. That's how all the other DVDs started rolling. The, like, from the muscle, if you think about it, that's my man, Jeff. He, uh, that whole joint when they dissed us, when they was all together, Mm -hmm. I had all the footage. I just never put it up because it was like, no, they can't diss us on our own joint, so. 
I mean, but that's part of being a visionary because now you got a different mind of what's going to be promotion, what's going to mm-hmm. help the brand, and they looking at it from maybe a, a, pers- them, yeah, yeah, a person, personal yeah. standpoint where you know streets and business is not they you know they they cohesive, but they do have a, a fine line that Better separates live. the two. Um, so granted. Now we talking about streams. We talking about we talking about downloads, and we talking about all of those things that kind of change the game, social media wise. Mm-hmm. Now before then, y'all was rolling before MySpace while MySpace was popping. You but know, y'all was able to monetize things. You know what started popping? YouTube first. Like we didn't know how to upload shit on YouTube, right? But motherfuckers uploading that shit. I don't know how, and we didn't even look at it like that. People was just happy to be on YouTube. Like, damn, somebody uploaded my shit. We didn't look into it like, oh, they can make money off this or they can do this and they can do that. Because it still was roughly new. Yeah, we were just like happy we was on there. Oh, they got they got a way to, and like I was, I, I had different people at colleges and I would get like all the colleges like, yo, I'm gonna come up there with the gang. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, all right, come on, y'all can stay in my room. I got like three other rooms for y'all. Mm-hmm. Bet, they go up there in Millersville, shout out my man Mark, Cat Diddy. Millersville, uh, Lincoln, and Kutztown, just right. different joints. We would go up there, stay up there for a couple of days, just run around on the, on the uh, campus. But even still, during YouTube time, it was no real way at that time to understand um, uh, how to monetize it. So Yeah, definitely. Like, you guys, and I'm not counting pockets, I'm not a pocket watcher, but I've seen y'all do parties where it was $100 to get in, you paying for bottles. Y'all had celebrities there. It was y'all had state prop come through sometimes. Y'all had different uh-huh. things like that, and then selling mixtapes. You know, you had the Bloodhounds who had projects. You had Go Getters. Joey Jahad had his joints. How like, what's the most? How much money you think y'all made in that time? Man, I don't even know, man. Like we was we was sharing that shit so much. Like, like there was headshot parties, right? But. A nigga be like, uh, damn, I want, I want, I want to be involved and all that. So, different niggas would get on them parties. Like we, was, like we was sharing, we was definitely sharing the wealth. Right. Like you can ask Magic, Magic, like, oh, I got this. Can I flip this? It'll be the day of the party. I got this. Right. Can I flip this? Yeah, come on. What you got? Thought I can double it for me. All right, come on. I'm saying it'll be JO. Shout out to Jody. Shout out to Magic. So. So I can't put a number on it because we was making it and fucking it up or making it and going right back to the table with right. it, putting it on mixtapes and all that. And mind you, this is early in the game where we didn't know. This uh, old four, old five. Yeah, even earlier than that, this is where we didn't know where to get like wholesale stuff. Where to, like, so we paying top dollar for everything. Mm-hmm. Or we paying a motherfucker to burn the CD. We paying a motherfucker to burn the DVD. In the beginning, I used to burn... My mixtape, I used to burn it one by one. I stay up all night, sleep, waiting for the hair to click out, and just switch it. Like nigga, one, one deck, one deck, one deck. Just burn it up all night. My mic's like, when you gonna sleep? Listen, I got burning these CDs. You know what I'm saying, like niggas ain't have the internet. Niggas ain't like my brother was just like kind of a geek on the computer. Right. So I had internet. I had a like niggas ain't had CD burners. Right, for sure. You know what I'm saying? On one joint, me be like. No, I burned up a bunch of deep niggas ain't had burners, dog. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I would be in the crib like burning burning all the joints, like falling asleep burning them. Then eventually I got into like, oh, my man had a CD burner. Somebody that was that was burning the CD for us eventually became my man. Like, no, you can use the burner. I'm like, all right, bad. Right, you know what I'm saying? Sure. But 
So, That's how I go. So at that my time, nigga, my nigga H with all of that power. H H talking about and H he talking about I seen a pretty penny. You know what I mean? <laughs> H what's up? Uh, so with that much power, that much demand, you can't do nothing wrong. What, talk about some of the vices that you might have had during that time. Uh, I mean, countless women, money. I mean, I don't know nothing about the women. What you talking about? I don't know about no women either. Uh, no, I was always a ladies man though. Like you know what I'm saying, I was always a ladies man before all that headshot shit though. Like the, the woman was there already. Right. Uh, it was just a great time. You know, it was a great time to watch other people have great times. You know what I'm saying. If you understand what I'm saying, like I'm I can switch that question so quick. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm you know, yeah. But it was it, I was able to not able. I was able. We was able to even the nigga that wasn't getting none was getting something. You okay. know what I'm saying? Right. Or even the nigga that didn't have no shine was getting shine. Right. Or even the person that didn't have no attention or the person that didn't never come off the block. Right. You know what I'm saying? They was getting that light on them because I was bringing everything to the block. And and you being at the top looking down like this is something that I created. Now everybody's having a good time. Everybody's able to have fun. Everybody can And that's just here. me. That's right. just how I am. You For know sure. what I'm saying? Um, so at all great things must come to an end. So what were some of the biggest issues that you that you came across that kind of started the decline? Like what was the start of the decline happen? Um, the beef with in the in in the clicks. Okay, that was heavy. Me and Bam had beef a little bit. Okay. Uh, but it was like always, like if you think about it, it was tension. It was always some shit where as though we couldn't really put it all together. Like, if you look at Touch Money and Top Class when they bombed on us, mm -hmm. going back to that, they was all together. Mm -hmm. We could never, like, get that. It was always some... That's crazy. I never, if you look at it and peep it, right. we could never get them all together. Like, even on DVDs on the block, they'll all be out there together. But when the bloodhounds go, the bloodhounds go. Right. When two sick go, two sick go. When the go-getters go, the go-getters go. It's mm -hmm. never... A back and forth, right. you know what I'm saying, and that's what that's why I kind of like be like, no, touch money in them. They weren't fucking around. You know what I'm saying, right. but so you basically was trying to hype it up to get everybody united. Yeah, 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 and that's that like our biggest flaws. Like, so what was it? Jealousy? What was it? Envy? Everybody don't feel like they was getting treated the same. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody wanted to be treated better than the next person. Right. Or everybody felt like. They should be treated to the next person. Well, sometimes you you shouldn't be, but. Right. So do you feel like uh, you did everything in your power at that time to make sure that everything was was good, like you know? Yeah, and I kind of was an ass. Like I kind of was an asshole, but. And what you mean an asshole? Like you was just feeling like you knew you had all the answers, you had the sauce, so it was like my way or the highway. Like it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I ain't gonna say my way or the highway, but I'm like this is this is my vision. Right. I already see it, you know what I'm saying? I already got it planned. I already got it, like like it was beef with all right, the, a big beef was Meek and Hattie always getting compared. Right. Boom. But I was always pro Meek. Like oh, listen. Did you know that Meek was your ticket? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like Meek was the ticket. He was the cow. It was the ticket. Right. Not just because like because everybody thought Hat was better than me. Who? <laughs> All right. Well, that's now, if you look at the comments, 
somebody gonna say everybody thought Head was like, no, Head is the one. But Meek was a better listener than Head. Like I could tell Meek something here, or oh, take an insight and he'd come back and write about it. Like Head just wanted to do what Head wanted to do. Right. Head was just like, no, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I ain't doing. Whatever the fuck you talking about, I'm gonna sure. just do my thing, you know. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying, and I had no problem with that. You do your thing. Like me and had had a little funny like relationship, but right. he had finished the project and bring it to the table. It was like it wasn't like we would all go to the studio. Had just to finish his and be like, all right, I'm doing this. This what I got. Mm. You know what I'm saying, or he'd go burn them up and all right, this was like had was a man of his own. Like right. he, you know what I mean, but uh, like even in situations when we got offers. And all that, and I would be like, uh, "No, it's a whole team." Mm. And like me and Meek fell out a couple times about this. No, it's, but he only want me. I'm like, listen, I can't leave what we built over here. You know what I'm saying, right? Even though I, you know, I want, I want to get on and I want to be in a better position, but there's something we built. You know, if they're not able to take us all, you know, I can't just be like, "All right, fuck them niggas." You know what I'm saying. Mm. They wouldn't understand, and you know that's just not how I am. Right. And and it was like everybody wanted the same share, when really everybody didn't deserve it, but everybody wanted it. Right. So I mean that was big. But but, I mean, but every label, big or small, whatever label, they like go they, through it. You know what I'm saying? They go through it, but you always gotta have a, a a person who everybody needs to understand who's the big boss. Is. Yeah, but Jay Z, it's nobody but, over Jay Z. But see at the at. at, at at that time, we were young. Right. We were, you know, knuckleheads and niggas get the buzz and nigga, I'm the shit, nigga. Right. I see how they going crazy for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And that's really how it was, man. So many meetings and I, like, I could have just took the money myself a, a few times. Right. But I'm like, no, this ain't going to feed everybody, you know? So knowing this now, all right, let's say about these deals or these opportunities, opportunities that you might have had. Would you have done it differently? Like, all right, I'm going to take me... And we're going to start it like this. We're going to get him in the door. Then I'm going to pull people now. Or you felt like you made the best decision at that time? I made the best decision because would, it wouldn't have sat right with me. Okay. I mean, I'm a different type of person. I ain't like everybody else. Whereas, all right, this going to happen. Because what if that don't happen? And then everybody looking like, nigga, you left us for this. And you ain't do that. You know what I mean? Like, so, so was it more of your legacy that you felt like that it was It was more of the... Uh, the type of person I was. I wanted everybody to eat. You right. saying? We built it together. I don't give a fuck if you pick 10 bricks or two bricks. We built it together. So I want everybody to eat. And if everybody can't eat, you know, I feel like uh, somebody got cheated. Right. So, and I mean, I never heard, I, I, it's a pleasure that you, you know, talking to me about this. I never heard none of these stories. But like, I fell in love with North Philly. Fergiano. I fell in love with North Philly my ninth my tenth grade year. Touch money, money, money. Uh my tenth grade year in, in high school, I started being down north a lot. I started being my man Ev. We used to be on uh on Page Street, thirtieth and Page, thirty second street, thirty third street, all around there. And it just became a different type of vibe from where I'm from in Germantown. All the in, all the young boys had cars. You we all keep saying you're from Germantown, you're from north, dog. I know, I've been here a long time, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I'm now here I'm now part of uh you know the squad. Anyway. You know, I'm seeing girls, more girls. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now, we, now that we're speaking on that, you know what I mean? My, my, mom, my mom always Woke taught me. Woke up your headshot chain. No, look, my mom. <laughs> look, look, I mean, I got to bring gifts, you know what I'm saying? A little North Philly Skelly, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate that. Appreciate that. 
Little little North Philly shirts. Got got a few items in there. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate that, man. That's a classy thing, man. You know what I'm saying? My mom always said if they if they say if they don't say bring something, bring something. You know what I'm saying? So first time over there. So so back to what I was saying. Like I was down north, and this was a different different vibe. I'm from Germantown, but I lived in West. I used to live right around the corner from the hut, but um. I used to be with Leek a lot. Me and Leek used to be on the, on the corner with uh, Lewis. I, Deuce. I used to, mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to have a, a stand right across the street from that. But being down north, I'm seeing the girls wearing, the girls just like more sophisticated, more clean looking, more sexy. You know, everybody had money. All the North Philly niggas had, North, all the North Philly niggas had clean sneaks. Everybody was just, you know, in a different vibe. And I started being around it. I was like, yo, I love this shit. So I started staying around there a lot more. So being out there, I started getting hype into my, I started getting deep into my gambling addiction. I started being down there shooting dice all of the time. And then I remember this one day, this one day, sitting out, everybody had their hogs lined up down 30 seconds. Oh, down man, the hogs. My keys get treated like a pound in the hood. I mean, I'm talking about the box, all of that, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there and everything, and everybody's like, yo, it's going to be crazy, it's going to be crazy. No internet. Now, I'm, I mean, internet was out, but it was no social media like that. I mean, you had your, your MySpace or whatever. And then Cosmic Kev had that battle. I mean, he had that joint when Meek first came home. Right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, I mean, remember everybody that. windows was down. I mean, it was just like an outside cookout in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And like, everything was just, I mean, the, the bars he was giving, it was just like so much pain. It was just like when when Tupac finally came home from after getting uh-huh, shot. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Where was you at around that time? Uh, I was in the crib. I was in the crib listening to music. And I got the, oh, he gonna come up. Right. Back. All right, tune in. Tune in, check it out. And, and I mean, how did that Talk make you feel? Talk to me. I mean, how did what make me feel? You I mean, that. he was. I mean, he deliberately didn't say your name, but he was saying you hitting buttons, avoiding me. You know, having a now nah, the crazy. Listen, listen. The, the crazy part is, niggas forgot we was broke. One, we was all broke. Okay, niggas forgot that. He come on. We still was tight. Like once he came on, we still was tight. We still linked and all that. The phone he had was in my name. I was paying the bill and all that. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I heard, I was like, no, there's just something I was feeling at a time. And it, it ain't just at you, it's at A, it's at all. If you listen, it's at everybody. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, and after that, we linked and all that. DVDs and mixtapes and all that. But I'm like, oh, that was something he needed to get off his chest. And I told him, like, on, oh, what it was, The Real Me Too? Mm-hmm. Like damn, that's that's my favorite joint on there. Like I like pain. Like right. if that's how you gotta deliver it, come on. Right. I love that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, oh all right. I know you felt that way. Right. But it's a lot behind that too though. Right. You know, it's a lot of little stories that was uh that remember I said Pep G's dissed me too and all that, right? Right. Pep G's dissed me because Meek was like talking shit and I heard it. Mm-hmm. Like they recorded it. And they brought they brought it back to mine. They're around the corner. His friends is my friend, right. so they recorded it and they brought it back to my man Derek. Rest in peace, Derek. He brought it back to me. Like, yo, man, I was talking crazy on, on you know I nigga hit the button, right. record the conversation, brought it to me. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, you feel that? Cool, my. I remember saving money. My uh, uh, cell phone, my Sprint Jones cut off two one five six six eight eight seven two four. That was my old number. That joint was cut off. I said, man, fuck that. I'm going to go pay this high-ass bill. That's how you feel. All right, fuck it. Right, right. <laughs> oh, Bob a clown and Liz, he a weirdo. Oh, I'm going to pay this bill then. Fuck that. Right. All right, that's how you feel. Back. I'm going to pay my bill. 
and still was calling. That's when the hitting buttons and all. Like, no, fuck that. I remember he called, cursed me out. Like when he first was in jail, he called me. It was like a Sunday morning. We was at the uh, Roman verse. Uh, remember, I had, I had shot ballers too, the basketball team. We was at a Roman versus Newman championship game. He called me. Like, it's like 10 o'clock. I just see all the niggas from down South Philly. We going to get him home. You know what I'm saying? You already know what we do. But y'all got it? Cool. Good. Y'all get the money? Cool. He called me like, yo, what you doing? Like, I'm at the game watching that. You had the game? Fuck you mean you had the game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like cursing me the fuck out. Right. Like, fuck you mean you had the game? I'm like, nigga, I'm, I'm at the game. Right. I'm at the championship game. Like, if you knew, like, how close we was to the basketball players, we had our own basketball, all the headshot ballers, like, they was like, we, they was headshot, you right. know what I'm saying? So it was no games you was missing. St. Joe's Prep, the Twins, uh, DJ Rivera, hey, Parents Grant, Josh Martin, Vim Rock, like everybody was a part of, you know, the headshot click, main Washington. I don't want to leave nobody out, but y'all know y'all is. Headshot ballers. And they cursed me the fuck out. I'm like, yo, look, man, I'm uh, just call me back when you had attitude about it, dog. Click. Right. Like, you ain't curse me the fuck out. Like, I did something wrong. Like, God damn. So Curse my face off. So what did he want you to do at that time? You supposed to be out here making me money and all that. He wanted me to get, he had an $18,000 bill. My, I ain't never seen $18,000. Come on, Bob. No, listen, listen, listen. Come on, Bob. That's what niggas be getting fucked up. Come on, Bob. This no, is surface listen. thinking. I cannot let you slide and tell me you, you didn't have $18,000. Listen, listen. This is what niggas be getting fucked up. $18,000 is a lot of money. It is. I don't want you to think it's not a lot of money. But I'm just saying, first of all, just knowing how you move around, this is your ace. This is the cow. Something has to be done to get him home. Them dudes from South Philly, okay, let's divvy it up. I mean, he also he also made a statement about the mixtape that came out and doing parties, and he didn't see no money. Mind you, Meek, Meek wasn't uh, as big as he was now, big as he is now. Stop. Come on, man. This was Meek City at that time. Stop it. You got to do the research. We're talking real me. I mean, when you came out with... You got to do the what research. Was, what was the what was the mixtape when it, the all-blue mixtape and he had the old braids in? What was Best that? of Me Too. That's the one he came out with when he was booked. Yeah, Come but on, you got to do the research. All right, well, like Meek didn't have that. Oh, I'm coming out to see Meek. They wasn't coming out for me. You don't know how many hits we took on them parties? Me, now, Bam, Fat Reeks, all that. They'll tell you. Now I'm 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 a sec I'm a, I'm gonna agree with you a little bit I'm gonna tell you why because I was out there and I knew how Meek was. Listen, at the time. wait, wait, wait. They were coming out to see Too Sick, a Magic. They were no as 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 a unit. Right. Everybody like at I was a party on a Friday, but uh, a free Meek Mill party or you know, oh no, I, I mean oh no, I ain't. Right. Like it's some Johns. We was in that joint like this like. Fuck, we just gonna drink all the liquor because this shit ain't doing nothing. You right. know what I'm saying? With some Jones like, plenty of Jones like that. Like, you can't forget the floppers, even when he came home, right? Right. He came home. We did a welcome home Meek Mill party. Right. At Samba, something in It did nothing. Like, it did nothing at all. This is fresh home, that same attitude. All right, come on, we're gonna do a party. It did nothing. This before Cosmic Cav jump or after? This was like around the time. Probably like two weeks later, he did Kev jump. This was like soon, fresh home. Fresh home week, we did a jump. I remember flying like a red flyer and all that. Took the picture in my crib. What was the weather? 
The weather was nice. <laughs> it, it, it just, listen, it just was a joke. Right. Like, you, I mean, you got to know the history. Like, now, like, motherfuckers be thinking, oh, now, it, nah, I'm doing, like, ugh. So let me ask you this honest question. Do you feel like you did everything in your power to make sure that he was good? Like, you felt like you did everything. Damn right. So you don't feel like you could have did anything better. You couldn't divvy up the what thing, y'all did the, the thing, listen, else. the things I did do. Mm-hmm. I I I I bend over backwards to make to pull some strings. Uh, I reached out to like different niggas that I didn't that it, like yo. If you need help, I got you. Right. And that ain't what I do. Right. All right. I'm calling niggas. I'm calling. Niggas. Oh, what you mean? That ain't what you do. The topic of this whole show is called visionary. That you ain't the head boss. No. I reached out to different niggas that I don't even know like that. Right. That was just like, yo, if you need some help. Whereas though they probably was trying to get in and on what's going on. Because sure. It was like. But you had to leverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yo, if, if you need a little help. I, mean, I reached out to a couple niggas, you know, like, let me test these waters. Let me see what they. Then I reached out to my old head. Shout out Mike Mike. Like, yo, a young need to come home. He's like, all right, Bob, I got you. But he got signed something. I let them talk. He like, no, I ain't signing that. Now come home do a party or something, but I ain't signing that. Right. And my OG like, like, all right, well, whenever you feel like you want to sign something, he like, I gotta get my money back. Right. So whenever you feel like you want to sign something, let's you know, let's do it. Mm. And so was, I mean, do you agree? Was that a good move in his in his in his like case? I mean, point? now, now, right? yes, now. Right. Then I didn't. Then I didn't agree with it. Right. I agree. I mean, I agree now, but he still came home. Right. So I, I mean, I of course I agree now, but you would have been home sooner right. and all that. But I appreciate my old head to this day for being able, like, this nigga, I pay it. Right. And like, like our buzz wasn't as big as our money, but that's what niggas. Oh, your buzz wasn't as. Big? I mean, our buzz was bigger than our money. Okay. I mean, we we was buzzing. Right. But when we took them hits, we took them hits. Ain't nobody like, all right, I'm going I'm to I'm get this back to you. So I'm going to get this. Do you feel like you was too generous at the time because you was letting people divvy in, throw in, the, the money was... Yeah, 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 yeah. Money. Like, it was because it was, it was like, uh, it was like, a, uh, this was already what we was doing. Mm. And like I said, niggas ain't, all right, this day, niggas ain't worried about niggas like, all right, this is my money. Mm. This is what I'm making. All right, cool. Oh, this is what I got put up. All right, cool. So this you feel like it was or- it wasn't enough organization. It wasn't enough organization at all, at all because it was well it wasn't organized at all because we just was rolling with the punches. All right, this is what we're gonna do. This this is how much you need for this party. This uh, uh this uh, boom. Then mind you, like I said in the beginning of the show, every party was a headshot party regardless if it wasn't our party. So they count that money. <laughs> they count sure. the money, the other money that. Like nigga, we don't have nothing to do with this. We here, but that ain't none of our money at that door. So now Meek's home. He's starting to before he probably got with two one five affiliated. He just started not saying your name no more. Like you became a person that he didn't even mention. Like he never even gave you a, a, a opportunity to say shout out to Bob for anything that he's done for me and none of that. Like you just was like gone from that. And then we started to see the go-getters decline. And then we started seeing Too Sick kind of fell out a little bit. And then you had, like, some type of resurgence where you got uh, Beretta, Reese Man Cacolac. D. Jones. D. Jones. uh, Tommy I never stopped messing with Jones. Quilly. Quilly. 
all of these people you started to roll with, did you feel like you, you, you built the momentum back with those guys or you knew that y'all was... Like, we never stopped. Like, like far, we never stopped rolling. Right. Now, I might, like, the shit may have slowed up a little bit, but it never stopped rolling. I just you know feel like they never fit with y'all. Like, Reese Man Kakalak and Tommy Reese Stars. Reese Man Kakalak and Tommy Stars was just a squad. There was a... There was a squad. As far as a fit, we didn't have no fit because everybody was different. Right. But there was a squad together, and they made a lot of noise. Like, there was something different that was brought to the table that motherfuckers ain't, like, damn. But I, I think it was tough for a lot of us lifers of headshots to, to really, for them to resonate with us because we looking at, like, yo, me, Joey Jihad, like, come on, like, all of those different things that we are accustomed to seeing, they just didn't feel real. It felt a little plated. Now, I went to school with Reese, man. That's mm -hmm. my man. Cadillac. It just felt a little plated, and then I just started to feel like it was just like, as Meek left, the decline, and Beretta was killing shit. I like Beretta. Yeah, Beretta. And shout this, out, man. This Son is of around a gun. the time where music videos started to really be something that everybody wanted to do. Oh, they, had, them drunk, yeah. they ain't had like a lot of scenes. You might be walking down a dark alley or something uh -huh. like that. You know, this bullshit. Niggas ain't know what was going but on. But it was the start of it. Mm -hmm. But then it just went on a decline. And then I just feel like you went on a decline. Like, I didn't hear no mixtapes. It was just like you went away for a long time. Destroy and rebuild. That's what I do. Now, do that time, was it anxiety? Was it stress? Was it depression? I mean, because you had it. I mean, it's pretty tough for it to be something different now, right? What were you going through during that time? Around that time, I, I, like like I said, I still had it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I still, but, you know, motherfuckers looking for the comeback. Or right. looking for what you're going to say back or mm -hmm. how you feel about this. But DVD still was dropping. Right. Meek still was on them DVDs. That's the part that people don't put together. I only remember. How many how many Headshot DVDs? Headshot 4 drop. Headshot 3 drop. Welcome to Headshot. Right. That's when the Bloodhound still was on the DVD. Right. That's uh, Headshot 4. Meek was still on the DVD. That's when he was started running around with Tip. Was that new footage or was it yeah no footage? it was new footage okay. it was it was new footage right like I mean that was I feel like it was just some shit he had to get off his chest and right. he got it off right but oh so you holding the camera while he going at you no no I'm talking about you was talking about the come up show right. shit so all right you got it off but moving along uh, what was it Dream Chasers or Philadelphia or something uh, she be Lottie popping it headshot bobbing it. Right. Uh, or caught a fucking headshot like Young Beezy. Right. Hey, Beezy, tell me why they hating. Because they dead pop. Hey, Beezy, tell them niggas kill yourself. Headshot. So, at that point, so this was all after. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or freestyles. He would mention me and all that. Like Even to this day, like now, as he's getting older and, and understanding the process or understanding what he went through and... You know, I, I guess like it was a it was a, it was a test. You know what I'm saying. Now he's mentioning me more still. Right. You know what I'm saying so. So have y'all had conversations recently? No, we haven't had conversation, but there's some things in the work that you know works out on my end. Right. So. Right. I, I you know I ain't tripping, but you know we 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 gonna we gonna talk though. We gonna. So. It's about that time. So now his success is going. He got in my bag going, and all of these things are going. Rose Red, Rose Red uh, he got the tip knot. He got he with Charlie. What's the John in my bag remix? Yeah, in my bag. Rose Red. No, before Rose Red, he had. Uh, I'm not a uh, the, 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 the John. Man, yeah, in my bag. Uh, 
He had a, a uh, couple of uh, Jones. He had the Jones with Sam. Uh, the, uh, the Philly John. What the fuck was that? Hollis in the City. Yeah, Hollis in the City. Yeah, that John was rolling. He had. My, you know what's crazy though? This is how we. You know, it was we had like a funny relationship because once that's rolling, that in my bag, John, him, Cassidy, and your app came to my crib. While they trying to put together the in my bag remix with Gilly and uh, Gilly and Cassidy, mm -hmm. you remember that remix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember they was beefing and all that. Right. They at my crib, putting it like, all right, let's figure out how we gonna do this. You know what I'm saying, hey Bob, you need you need this. Or when he got he got booked again for something, he came home and I need all the beats. I need you know still was all right. I got these beats here. So what made you still be a part of it? So so you basically saying you didn't feel like he really shitted on you? No, no, no. I don't feel that way. I feel like, you know, men go through things. Men have their feelings. And, you know, men express their feelings different ways. Right. And he expressed his feelings. I don't feel like he shitted on me. Right. I feel like he felt that way about us, about the situation when he was in jail. And that's how it played out. I don't feel shitted on. So, all right. So... You might not admit it, but you went on a, a year or two hiatus when you wasn't around. Like, you wasn't dropping mixtapes. I, I stopped dropping mixtapes. Right. You wasn't yeah. really, I mean, not on the outskirts. I mean, not like visibly doing stuff. Your name wasn't plastered over everything as it was previously. Mm -hmm. What were you doing around that time? Destroy and rebuild. So you really was just saying, I'm just t taking my time back. You know, you, you know, now you got to now you got to find your groove. Once once your groove is going, like, that's like if you're dancing and you miss the beat, you got to right. catch the beat again. Right. So... During this time, I still was hosting mixtapes. It wasn't the mixtapes that people knew about, but right. I, I still was hosting mixtapes. I still was, uh, my I, we talked about the CD burn. I still was burning CDs. I said, all right, I play a little for a minute, play the block for a little bit, you know, just different things, like different avenues to make money, you know, and that's what it was. So, all right, so now we passed that part. And you feel like you couldn't have done My nothing. My shit died, y'all. I'm back on now. So you, you already said, now. Busy stage print. Shout out Busy stage print. What's up, y'all? Boo Reek, what's up? So, now, in life, right, people say stuff like, I don't regret anything because it was a learning experience. And I understand that that is the most safest is it shit safe? you is it, say. Is, now, I'm going to ask you the same question. Is it, is it a safe answer? And to some people, it's a... Uh, it's a like, uh, if I look at it different, I still would feel the same. Like, if I look at it different, I do something different, I wouldn't feel right. Right. That's easy to say because we, we, it's all hypotheticals. But the honest question to you is, if you had a chance to do anything different, would you change anything? And if it, if so, what? Um, I don't think I would change anything different. I would change fallouts. Okay. I wouldn't, you know, a lot of people fell out. All right. So I would change that part of it. You know what I'm saying, and even if it was a temporary fallout, or even if it was like a fallout is, a, you know, it hurts in different areas. For sure. So uh, I would change like the fallouts that we had, like the group amongst everybody. Right. So even still, you said y'all didn't have, y'all wasn't organized enough. Yeah, we wasn't organized. Would you like change that too? I would change the, us being organized. Right. Us being uh responsible, accountable. Right. Accountable is big. Right. Like. Accountability. Hey, I mean, that's that's one that's one thing me and my guy Schuster always talk about. Like to this day, we talk about it now, heavy. Mm -hmm. Like just holding kids accountable for shit. Just holding anybody accountable. And uh, 
everybody must be held accountable for their actions and the things that they don't do, things that they do do, and like yo, you got to man up and right. take, take some type of blame for. You so do you saying? feel like a lot of times you had to be uh, put pacifiers on things and pacify? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of things. A lot like of things was, I had it was to. Was more so neutral. Yeah, and you had to mend up. A lot of things I had to nip. Like uh like I said, me and had didn't have the best relationship. So a lot of times I just said, ah, are we going to do this? Like, so where did y'all meet in the middle? Y'all felt like y'all needed each other? Yeah, until he felt like he didn't need me. Right. And that's it, when it became, that's when he started doing his own thing, the G squads right. and uh, all. Oh, and that's when he got, and that's when, the, that's when he got a Meek Air. Oh, we don't need them. We can do the, uh, uh, headshot, had him, Meek, say no more, all that type, you know, all that type stuff. I'm back on y'all. I had the, the, the phone that died for a second. So at the age, the so gang the, in the building, though, the family in the building. So at the age that you are now, could you go back to 2005 and run it a different way? No, it wouldn't be right. We didn't have a lot of the things that I mean. I mean, with all the shit that we got now, do I take everything back with me? Oh man, I would run it a million percent better. Right. If I could take the the internet, if I mind you, I was doing this with without the internet. Uh, the the brand was built without the internet, without a uh, without a flyer. Like we wasn't uh, promoting heavy, and I we'd just pull up on the block and be like, "All right, we gonna rap right here," and just word of mouth, people would call. Like people didn't have cell phones. Right. Right. People was calling like nigga, and you not answering your phone before nine o'clock. Oh yeah, those. You're not answering your phone before nine o'clock. I'm saying, so. So the free nights and weekends, you had yeah. to pay for text. You get like what? You text. can't text at what? Yeah, that was that was that was a heavy. Now time. we got unlimited text. Right, Come on, man. People are more accessible. So now, I look at you as a person who ups downs but you always find a way to be still be the pulse of the city like you always got your hands in something you know about a lot of stuff a lot of people come to you for probably mentorship questions somebody thinks somebody your, man. Uh, like like my man vodka said my man vodka said you need hands right so you can touch the untouchable you know what i'm saying and i feel like you've helped a lot of people a lot of people have you know came up under you and you your, your relationships is probably the key thing component to why people still want to deal with you not to say that you're not a good person and you you know the things that you do aren't still great but you do have you 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 might be the philly google you know somebody that no somebody you, you that know i always i uh I build great relationships with people. For sure. And like, it was like, you know how I knew that I was building great relationships with people? Cause drug dealers was coming to me like, yo, I know you know who got it. Right, right. Get me the, get me the neck on this joint. I'll give you something extra, you know what I'm saying? That's how I knew like, For sure. all right, this shit is, this shit is getting out of hand, you know what I'm saying? For sure. But I like, I always got something like, I'm a hustler at nature. Right. Like that's just something, that's how I came up with Headshot. Selling the mixtape. So, I'm always gonna have. I'm always if it's something I'm doing, I'm gonna sell it. All right, I'm drinking juice. I'm gonna sell this juice. I'm drinking. When I stopped drinking, I, when I stopped drinking, I was doing sober life. Right. I was advertising you being sober. So this is designated like drivers or just supporting, doing thirty day challenges with people like yo, do thirty days with me. Right. I bet you can. You know, be sober for thirty days. Right. Touching people and different ways you know what i'm saying so 
with that being said, now a hustler, I have my own idea about a hustler. I think I'm a hustler at certain times, but I had to fall back off that because I feel like a hustler can never get comfortable. A hustler always got to make ways to make their money. You got to find ways to do it, and you always chasing your own tail. Even if you got a plan, even if you got a goal, a hustler is always finding something to do. But then it's like, when do you sit down and be known for one thing that you really that's really going to get you over the over the hump or get you on the brink of everything that you want to do? Never. That's uh, a hustler is that's 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 the thing. A hustler is going to. It's something in them that's, you're going to hustle everything. Whatever you're doing, you're going to hustle. Yeah, but let's talk about 65, 70 years old with no residual. Just being a hustler. I mean, you can't sell canned sodas and have a minivan when, you, when you're when 85. You, you know, know how saying? many people hustle at the age of 65? You know how many elderly people don't have jobs that still get money and got money? For sure. But, like, do you want to be Bob hustling? At seventy five, it's just it's just different ways to hustle. I mean, you grow with the hustle. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I might sell motherfucking depends or something right. at that age, right. or like I got the low on these depends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's just different ways to hustle, and uh, I'm gonna say now that you now that you speak on it, I'm just like I'm just a go to. So it, if you got depends. You gonna call me like yo? I got the pants. Tell people what the pants is for people that don't know. The pants is like the the pampers for elderly people or whatsoever. <laughs> right. All right. Cool. And for the people that don't know. Right. My man Ed Beats. Ed Beats played a major role too. He had them beats. He was on all over that young Chris John, Philadelphia John. But uh, and he's from the hood, D Mac Kings and all that, Freaky Town and all of them. But uh, but I'm the like the go to guy. If you got the pants and you try and get them off. You gonna call me like yo? I got these depends. I'm trying to get them off. I, I want this much, but you can charge whatever you want to charge. Mm. All right, but I got this. My, I work. I got two jobs, but that don't stop me. I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not no, let I me get, let me hustle some more. I get it. That's just my. That's just my. Let idea. me let, let me hustle some more, or let me do this, or let me do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, or if I think people need it, all right. You, listen, people need this. But what does hustling keep you away from, though? Because I feel like we all have our scapegoats. We all do certain things to keep us focused or, you know, keep us from. So me, I got a gambling addiction. I don't carry no cash in my pocket whatsoever. I don't. But that don't stop you from gambling, though. But you that's carrying my thing. That's cash. What, that's, that's what helped. Yes. What? Say that again. You, you, you carrying cash and not carrying cash. That doesn't stop you from hustling. It, it it does stop me from gambling because I no, feel like I see, gotta do see, a whole bunch of lot. I gotta do a whole lot more to get to the like to see see see. That's the thing. All right, right. Now it's an impulse for me to gamble with money in my pocket. It's impulsive. I bring this money out right out my pocket and gamble it. For me to have to go to an ATM to get money out, that means I gotta go above and that beyond. Mean, that means not that with time, not with mind, cash app, not with all that around. I just don't. I, I gotta stay strong, man. Now, all right. Now here's the thing. When I stopped drinking, doing the sober life thing and all that, mm-hmm. I didn't stop doing what I regularly do. I didn't stop going to the bar mm-hmm. because it was something that I had to beat. Yeah. It wasn't something that I had to run from. Okay. You with a gambling problem and not putting money in your pocket, you didn't never beat it. You're not beating it because you're just running from it. For sure. Eventually, that day you got money and somebody bring out some cards or some dice. That be the day you lose all your motherfucking money. That's true. Not to mention if you got rent money in your pocket that you about to go pay the rent and you think it's a sweet lick and you get got and like, damn, That's I true. just fucked up the rent money. I just fucked up the mortgage money. That's true. 
And you're like, oh, what the fuck I'm going to do now? I mean, I mean, I agree with that. But, like, only the strong survive. And I have a lot of other things that, that play a part in me not doing that. I got lady you know, caution. Kids and a lady that'll kill me. You feel me? Yeah, listen. Empowering cuts in the building. So, now, where we at now, Bob? You know, uh, we ran into each other. I met you uh, with Chop. Shout out to Film Mob. Shout out to Chop Mosey, my guy. He was doing a, a video for my bro, uh, Hugo Tay. Shout out to him. Shout out Tay, too. And uh, it was you, Lean Bean, and chop and we went and shot at one of my buildings downtown and that's where i met you at mm -hmm. and you was running around with them that y'all was running around with each other and i was connecting the dots right so what was your what was your what was your hand in that like because that was a new role for you right uh not really because you had push your feet lean being Caleb not Lee. really but really it wasn't a new role it was something that uh it was something that I always did, and I just all right. I'm like I was, how I how we got together. Like I always loved Lean Bean, mm -hmm. and I just used to always talk to her, like send her texts and some influential shit and all that. Like when you ready, I'm ready. Right. I don't give a fuck when it is, right. but when you ready, I'm ready. Push your feet. I was supposed to like host a mixtape for him, and I went to the studio with him. I was like, oh, you got some shit. And then we just started linking more, and it just happened to be like, you know what. So you got that itch again, cause that was like your first. Yeah, time. yeah, that was like the comeback to the music. Mm -hmm. So I was like, mm, we got some here. Then I linked with Chop. Chop was like just uh, starting doing videos and all that. Mind you, he he had the vision, but he ain't had a clientele. He didn't have the people. He didn't have the connections. All right. And I was just like, oh, are right, we gonna shoot this video? And I bet you they jump on. And he just believed in what I was saying. So what did you see in him that you wanted to be a part of that? Niggas wasn't really doing videos. And niggas' videos wasn't clean like that. Right. And niggas didn't have that grind. Chop or do a video and fix it and edit it that night. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Right. It would, he definitely moved fast with that. Niggas would take a month to do a video. Like, all right, man, I'm going to shoot this video. Then I'm going to edit it for a whole month. Chop would have that shit clean, crisp, and ready for you. The next morning, when you wake up, like, yo, I got that video done. Here go a little promo video for you. Right. Bad. Right. You know I mean? And that kind of put him over the top. because and Yeah, wanted, and it, like like he was guaranteeing 24-hour service. Right. That's when we, like when we first started. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed 24-hour service. You know what I'm saying? Started out with our. Then we was doing specials. And niggas didn't have videos at all. Right. Niggas wasn't getting videos. Not, them, you know, clean-ass videos like that. So now we'll be talking... 15, 2015, 2016? Like 14, 15, 14. somewhere okay. around there. Okay. Because it's been, it's been a minute. It's been like 14, 15, somewhere around there. Probably even earlier than that. Right. But then Chop went from like one or two videos a month to like one or two videos a day for like four months straight. Right. And rocking and rolling. You know what I'm saying? Then we built the film op team, Dev Camera, uh, Nell on the camera, Mayor Rogers, these guys that still running around on the camera too. Shout out Keish, you know what I'm saying? Then Chop introduced me to Kayla Infinity. Mm -hmm. This was somebody he was cool with. Sing her ass off to this day. I don't think nobody could, not even compare to nobody, but she is top notch at that singing shit. Mm -hmm. But, you know. And what was, and then Lean Bean, so it was you, Push Your Feet, Lean Bean, Lean Bean Kayla Infinity, mm -hmm. and Chop. And Chop, Dev. And then what that happened? That was doing that? graphics. Because y'all was rolling. I was in the studio a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was rolling. It just, uh, 
certain things happen. Like Feek, like all right, the thing that happened with me and Feek, I used to like tell, I used to always talk to Feek, mm. and certain things would happen. Like tell him, like yo, because you know I see it. Like, like yo, you can't move like this. This was gonna happen from that. Right. Or you can't do this. This is gonna happen. Or you can't post this because they're gonna think you're talking about your team inside, right. and not niggas from your block. They they just putting you, right. they putting you in the box right now. So you can't. I mean, and uh, that fell off. The thing with me and Lean, I got a girlfriend, and I really didn't do girlfriends. Mm -hmm. So me and Lean being relationship kind of shift, and that's when like kind of everything shift. What you mean? Like. It just got different. Right. I wasn't around all the time and all that. Like, mm. and it was like ah, things got a little shaky. Then it started being like petty shit that we were falling out about. Okay. I mean, mm. but living like that's that's still that's still like the sister I never had. You know I mean? So now, after that decline, because that had a good run. It was like a year, year and a half. Probably like two, three. Yeah. Okay. So now we nice have this run. point where great run. Now you got girls get shit done. Yeah, um, girls get girls definitely get shit done. You know what I'm saying sure, I'm, I'm heavy. I'm heavy on the ladies, man. I, I, yeah, I think uh, behind every great man is a great woman. Um, great got, woman, not great woman. Great woman. You got do it, do it for my city. The podcast. Yes. Um, let's talk about let's talk about how you started. Uh, girls get shit done first. The girls get shit done is more like a, it's just like a, me seeing all the females do shit in the city. Right. All the females, you know, all the females get shit done, basically. Females is on some shit. Mm -hmm. They got a dance school, shout out Exquisite Technique. You need a dance school, send your daughter and something too. Exquisite Techniques. They got a beauty salons. They selling hair, Foxy bundles if you need it. They doing makeup. Uh, they doing makeup. They doing clothing lines. They just everything, but everything is a is is a woman face on it. She is they is really working right. bakeries, cupcakes, uh, sugar baby cupcakes. Shout out to them. Like I'm just thinking of all the things, man. Listen, uh, uh, uh older female from my hood, right? I always like watched her and all that. But I didn't know she was watching me. Right. She's just like, yo, my young boy, I love how you move. Now she got like a Fruity Pebble odor eater. Shout out to Scotty. It's a Fruity Pebble odor eater, and it's like an oil burner. Okay. It's an instant odor eater. You know how for the niggas that smoke weed and all that. Spray that shit one time in the car. Kill all the scents. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So it's just different females that do a bunch of different shit, and I just like, man. These females is rocking and rolling, man. Sure. They ain't waiting for no nigga to help them. Shout out to Lavello, Diafora, Milano, De Root, the clothing, all that. Like, they rocking and rolling. You know what I'm saying? So and just mind, seeing being, them, being a visionary, just seeing them from what they started from mm -hmm. to you know to, and I knew all these people before they started mm -hmm. or when they was getting started. I'm just watching them like, damn. They expanding, they growing. I'm like, oh, they all that, man. Girls get shit done. Sure. So at that point, you was just like, I gotta make some shit like this. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It was just something that, uh, like, I like. I always been about the ladies. That's just me. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that's something like, from like my mom, my siblings, all my best friends are females. You know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. 
So like my sisters and all my mom, like that's just something that just watching how hard they work or watching how hard they go, mm-hmm. I was always like, damn man, females be on they shit, man. Like they go harder than these niggas, you know what right. I'm saying? They always they always the backbone. They the backbone of everything, so that's why I rock with the females. You know what I'm saying? So, so for those that don't know, so girls get shit done is a clothing line. Girls get shit done is not even a clothing line. It's just a movement. It's just okay. some some shit that I like. Nigga, y'all getting shit done. I mean, just something to applaud the females. Okay. Like now, and I got the female showcase coming up. Mm-hmm. To do it for my city female edition. I did one last year. I had a bunch. I had a. And I give out awards too. I give out my own awards. You know what I'm saying? Uh the do it for my city awards for females that do it for their city and getting shit done. Mm-hmm. Uh like Miss Jade, Nina Ross, Bianca from the Figures, Velargo Tiff, uh just different females around the city that have been doing it for a long time. And I just wanted to put, give them a pat on their back for me. Mm-hmm. Like just letting them know like I don't know who you inspire, but you inspire me. For sure. Like I appreciate you if don't nobody else appreciate you. I mean, and I just want I just want to recognize you for that. So this year you're doing uh This year know? this year I'm doing part two of it. So is it only a lot only women allowed to be there? No, it's 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 just a female showcase mm-hmm. and a female war ceremony from different females around the city, like uh DJ Dior mm-hmm. and just different people that I watch. You know, I don't wanna give out all of mm-hmm. Maui the poet, she hosting, but she'll be getting an award too because me watching her, I didn't even know she was from the city. Mm-hmm. And I just got the, you know, I just watched her, watched her, watched her on your podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. Oh, she from Philly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she from North? Oh, man. But you don't know I what got she was telling me. She was like the reason why and, she wanted she wanted she, to be a rapper on Headshots. And and listen, I, I, I as I'm listening to you, John, like the first two minutes, she said that. I was like, oh, I got to get at her. Right. Like, all right, let me get at a host. And I'm just giving an award to a bunch of thorough-ass females in the city. I mean, that's that's getting shit done. So, you running around town back in the day with headshots, you know. You, you, uh, we didn't really talk about it, but you saying you wanted to create sober life. So you felt like you was going through a lot with alcohol that you, you wanted to do it? The thing, about, the thing about the sober life thing, right, is just one that, like, I went through a lot of shit with drinking and Waking up in places I ain't supposed to be at or just a bunch of bullshit. That didn't stop me from drinking. But once I (laughs) felt like I was getting addicted, like I needed this shit. Mm. I was like, oh, fuck that. I got to chill. And I was only going to chill for 30 days. It was like a test. First, I was going to chill for like a week, to be honest. Like, let me chill for a week. And then motherfucker like, man, you ain't going to chill for a week. I'm like, man, I bet you I could do 30 days. Mm. Did 30 days. New Year's coming. I'm like, nigga, I'm going to get past this New Year's shit. I know we drink a lot. I bought bottles and all that, but I ain't drink. So I'm like, all right, I think I beat it. I got it. I got it. But I didn't want to get addicted to nothing because my father was addicted to crack. Okay. And that always was a thing to me. Like, I had the worst relationship with my father as I was younger. But now now we're great. And uh, I used to always be like, nigga, I'm not getting addicted to nothing. Like, if that's how that shit make you be... 
I'm cool on that shit. So that was that was big. So well, how did that affect? I mean, how did that? I mean, how did his addiction affect you growing up? His addiction hurt me a lot, and I always told him how it hurt me. I always like expressed it in crazy ways and doing that shit. And all was that. it embarrassing? Did you feel like he wasn't getting the love? Like you felt like uh, it wasn't embarrassing because my pop was thorough. Like he was right. a thorough boy, but. He just made me, he used to piss me the fuck off about shit. Like, right. he used to, like, steal all my shit, all our shit, all the family shit. Sell it to motherfuckers in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My pop was a wild boy. Used to steal shit from his job, sell it to shit in the neighborhood. Uh, he was wild, listen. So it caught him hard, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. wasn't a But he was, he was, uh, you couldn't, like, motherfuckers ain't know my pop. Smoke crack, right. you know what I'm saying, but we did, and it, so you know. Did, what was the first time? How did you figure it out? What was the first time you found out? Um, I forget when the first time I found it out, but I know I was young and like probably hear him, him and my mom argue or some shit like right. that, and just no noticing shit was missing. Like nigga, <laughs> like <laughs> what the fuck? I know I picked this shit right here. Like we couldn't borrow like our friends' games. Like we wasn't allowed. We used to sneak and do it. But it was consequences with that shit. Uh, my dad got a whole list. You know, that shit gone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we used to have a lot of our friends for a little bit. And then eventually, them niggas started knowing, like, oh, damn, your pop got, your pop got me. So they used to have to go back and lie to their mom. Like, but then their mom and them knew that my pop don't. But that's my nigga now. You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's my nigga. That's my dog. But. So how did the sober life, back to sober life, how did the sober life, you know, uh, take off to a point where it started to be a movement? Uh, I got some shirts. Right. I, got some, I, I see like they was following it. They was following it on. I got people to believe what I was doing first mm-hmm. by doing my 30 days. Right. I did my 30 days and then they was like, oh, this nigga really serious. And I was like, all right, you do 30 days with me. Right. And that's what kept me going, kept me going. I did that shit for three years. My man was about to go to jail. Varsky. He's about to go to jail in August. We had a cookout. I took a shot with him. He was going to jail the next day. We had a cookout. I took a shot with him. Then I was sneaking, take shots, and then you know what I mean, like he, uh, his sentence got pushed back to like March. So I was sneaking, take shots, and shit like that. And then like Christmas time, I got caught. I was caught out there. Like after three years, I'm drinking in the bar and all that. So Somebody, was it calling you or like? No, no. It just it was just like I wasn't fiending or nothing. Like you know, I was just out enjoying myself, thinking I had it. Motherfuckers ain't see me drinking a while, so they pass me bottles and shit. So do you think that had an impact on the people that was following you? No, 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 because shit, accidents happen. Shit happens, you know right. what I'm saying? And then once I stopped doing it, I stopped promoting sober life. Right. I just put it to the side. So anytime that, like, anytime I would get back on sober life, I would promote it. Mm. And I still, like, encourage people, like, yo, be, you can be sober. You can take some time off, you know what I mean? Like, that's everybody is human, so. I don't be tripping about it. So this shirt, I mean, this um, my nigga P. You gave me a couple shirts. I appreciate that, and you gave me a hat. So let's talk about this North Philly thing. I mean, because you're from North Philly, and anybody in the world could have did this, but you did it. So let's talk about let's talk about ah, the, influence, the influence of you just saying I'm going to do North Philly. Um, now North Philly thing was uh it was brought up, it was a vision that my man had, but he didn't know what he wanted to do with it, but he having to get killed. Mm. So this was just something like we used to put on the flyers and all that type stuff. And I was like, man, he wanted to do this shit. I'm going to do it. My man Diddy, mm. Paris Diddy Grant, 
he wanted to do that. I'm like, man, I'm going to bring this shit to life. You know what I'm saying? It was just something I was doing for him. And I was, like, already doing shirts and stuff. I'm like, I'm going to just do a little soft run for him. And I did it. Uh, I called his mom and I called his sister. I'm like, yo, let's link up. I want to do something for Diddy. And we did it. And it was rolling. You know, it was it was nice. You know what I'm saying? We did it. And I just kept going with it once that first, you know, first two, you know, runs with it and niggas, like, embracing it. I'm like, come on, let's keep it moving. Let's go. So then I started getting different designs and all that. What? This right here, this design, this, this is my boy Diddy John, man. So he, he designed it? This, this is my boy Diddy. He got somebody to design it. It's, it was similar to this. but It's I, like the New Balance sign. Yeah, I enhanced it over the years, right. but it was similar to this. Right. But that's my guy. That's for Diddy right there. Shout out to 20 in Susquehanna. So you running around town doing all of the stuff that you're doing, making moves, you know, sober life, uh, Mom Dukes in the building, I think. That's Break, what it looked like. D-line security. Breaking your soul. Philly classics. After, yeah. after like, BJ uh, Banks, I see you, boy. After three years, right? Uh-huh. And then now, the mother of your child saying that she, preg she pregnant, right? Yeah. How, so, how, has fatherhood young hero. how has fatherhood changed your life? Or I, helped it or enhanced it? Uh, I feel like I, w I was always a father to others. Mm -hmm. Or like a father figure, rather. But uh, with my own son, I just get to see the whole beauty in it. Right. I get the how did it change me? You know, it just it just made me feel like I'm living for my son instead of you know me. Right. You know, just seeing a smile on his face or seeing just just certain just watching him grow basically, or watching him learn or watching things he pick up on or watching how he follow me. Like I always. I always wanted the son, and just for me to get it on the first try, like, oh man, it's so you saying so you saying this is your first try of ever having a baby? Like the first, <laughs> I ain't saying that, but you know, for my first time having a child. Okay, all right. And I got my son. Okay. Oh man, I'm cool in the game. So and, and you know, you know, and, I, and this goes back to my father. Like I always uh, talk to him about how much he hurt me, but I never told him how much he helped me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never told him, like, how much I wanted him to be, like, uh... He gave you that don't do syndrome. Yeah, yeah, like, how much he helped me, like, uh, on the things I needed to do or the things that I should do, or, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Not saying he was the worst pop in the world, like, because he was doing this fucked up shit, but mm -hmm. he was a thorough-ass pop. And to this day, he's still a thorough-ass pop. He was around, you know what I'm saying? He might have stole something while he was around, but right. he was around. For sure. He was there, he was in the house, you know what I'm saying? I know come out from school, he helped me with my homework and shit like that. But in a little bit, he going to dip out. You know what I'm saying? But that's my man, though. For sure. I mean, for sure. I mean, we can't, like, pick and choose what our family members are going to do or are not going to do. But when they have an impact, I mean, you love who you love. And you can't, you know, Chalk in the building, change, change, it, change your family. So down to fatherhood, let's talk about this um, the program you got, the Help Me Help You Mentor Program. Yeah, Help Me Help You Mentor Program was just like a, my give back. Okay. Like uh, when I was younger, my mom introduced me to uh, Tyrone Crawley at the pile, the pile that I was talking about, and he was just like the uh, like my go-to guy for everything, anything I need to talk about, anything. He was just like a positive role model in my life. He was like a cop, but he was more than a cop. He was a cop at the police athletic league. I liked sports, mm -hmm. so I played every sports. He made sure I learned every sport: tennis, golf, basketball. Like just being able to. Uh, 
play the things that I didn't play in the neighborhood. Right. Just made it decent, like soccer and learning how to play chess, ping pong, pool, stuff like that. And he was like always, that he was always my guy. And uh, just like guys like Eddie Hurt, like I said, my mentor, my manager, my lifetime, Tumar Alexander or DS Daryl Schuler, Danny Diamonds, rest in peace, Danny Diamonds, Lil Whitey, rest in peace, White too. That was like my big brother. But things that they taught me and instilled in me made me feel like, damn, I got to get some of this back to my youth for youngins that's coming up, you know, around me or running around and all that and just being able to, you know, tell them, you know, about life and things that's going on and the do's and don'ts or, the you know, things that can happen if you do this and stuff like that. For sure. And accountability, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, before we wrap this thing up, man, because I'm just in awe to be able to hear all of these things that I didn't know and, you know, just to just to figure out, like, how I feel I'm similar in some of my thoughts. Um mm -hmm. Let's talk about the headshot, the return of the headshot, or headshot the return. Let's talk about the booth in the streets. Headshot the return is something I've been working on. You know, I always record motherfuckers. Motherfuckers love to see me back behind the camera. Right. So I always record motherfuckers, but I always be looking like, um, I can't. I don't want to put this on DVD. Right. I want to display it in a different way. So I'm giving you the exclusive. What I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna build exclusive. I'm gonna build a series off of it, okay. like a uh, YouTube or you know maybe I try to get with Netflix or, mm -hmm. but my thing is uh, the fire stick. I want to put it on the fire stick. Mm -hmm. So so many people had a fire stick now. Mm -hmm. I want to like try to get with Amazon and stuff like that. I do have a relationship with Amazon through something else right. that's lined up. But so I'm gonna try to you know build a little stage for it to you know branch off to something something major. And I got enough footage that I can drop probably like eight week or eight two weeks. So. so you still got all the footage in there. I got all old footage. I got footage that I recorded in the last three years, and that's what made Headshot DVD special too. Though, okay. going back to Headshot DVD, I I was never in a rush to drop a DVD mm. because everybody else was dropping and all that, and I know I was gonna get the exclusive. All right, y'all got that Meek verse or y'all got that Magic verse or the Joy verse or the Still or the D Jones, Greg G's. All right, when I'm ready to drop, I'll go, I'll go record them so and I'll get the blast. exclusive. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I'll get the exclusive and then I'll drop. You right. know what I'm saying? So, but that's why I'm working on the booth to the streets. is just my way of uh, getting back to the streets. The streets is my thing. I love the streets. So, I bring my booth set up that, that my booth set up that you go to the studio and do. I bring it to the streets. Mm -hmm. I set the booth up right on your block, right wherever you want to do that. And we can, you know, record, give it that raw headshot feel back in the day and do it for my city podcast i'm doing that the same way i'm coming to your block and we're gonna sit on your block with a setup like this mm -hmm. and we're gonna be out there touching the people instead of going to record it somewhere in the studio or somewhere like no i want to be outside with the people i don't care how cold it is like if you look at the nfl you know when it's cold them niggas out there with their jackets on bundled right. up and doing it so i wanted to be raw like that so you know that's what i'm doing man you know so what do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? What do you want your legacy to be? Um, my son, man. Mm. Fuck all this other shit. My son. I just want my damn. That's Bob's son. He bull. That's all. Right. <laughs> bull. Fuck all that other shit. Just my son. That's what it's about. That's my like. That's my dog, though. Mm. So I don't care about. All that other shit. It's it's cool. It's nice. It's fine. I love it. Right. 
I don't love it like I love my son, though. So my legacy is built for my son. I mean, all the things I've learned along the way, I'm able to teach my son young. I'm able to teach him now instead of like, he be, when I'm like, if I'm printing some shirts, he be in there watching me. I mean, he might not say he picked up on some shit, but he picked up on something. Yeah, sure. He remembers something, or if I'm recording something, then he watching me. So, you know what I'm saying? And a motherfucker don't want to get behind Young Bob's son camera. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. Sure. Shout out to Hair Row, you know what I'm saying? Hair Row. A young nigga HD, you know what I'm saying? So, you no. Know? And then, like, I want my son to see them things because, like, I like sports. I don't know if my father likes sports. Right. Like, I don't know if he played sports when he was young. So you don't really know the history of your pop? I know enough. I know some history. I know he was a ladies' man. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's where I get it from. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know enough. And and with me starting my podcast, I wanted somebody special to start it off with. I had PNB Rock lined up. I had... Uh, uh, Young Chris, Pook Papers, Chop Mosley, uh, Maui the Poet, just different. D Jones, D Jones. I could have pulled up on D Jones and Davies. I had different people to start it out with, and I was always holding back because I wanted to make sure I did it with somebody special. Mm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start it with my pop. I'm gonna just do a join my pop, and it's gonna be called a a conversation with my father. Right. And I I wanted to start it like that because a lot of like. My friends, they don't have fathers. For sure. A lot of us. I mean, a lot, a lot of, of them lost their father. You know what I'm saying? Majority, like, I was thinking about it, like, on the way here. Like, damn, a lot of my friends lost their father, and they wasn't able to have the conversation with their father. Mm -hmm. You know, and I want to have the conversation and document it and pass it on to my son. Mm -hmm. So whenever he ready to have the conversation, we can have the conversation. Sure. And I got that from, like, a Royster 5 9 CD. Of, uh, it's called The Book of Ryan. You need to tune into that. And he be talking to his son throughout the CD and all that. And I was like, now nah, I need to do that with my pop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I appreciate you, man, for being here. Uh, it's crazy. Oh, oh, smacking rappers. Smacking them rappers. Make sure y'all get my nigga, my nigga Teefy bass shit. Smacking rappers. Smacking rappers for sure. Hey, hey Teefy, we gonna, we gonna set it up. I need you to come check my boy out. That's out right now on all platforms. No, I appreciate for what you said to me off off air what we was talking about about Oh no, 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 no. Be, be, I appreciate you. I need I need to let you know that I appreciate you. You influence me in many ways that you don't know. Just me seeing you like post shit every day, your videos or how you speak on different things. Or how when I uh clicked into your live and you was talking about uh the youth. Right. And I'm big on the I'm I'm heavy on the youth. I love the youth. That's my that's my thing. So I'm big on the youth. Like I work with uh, behavior students, emotionally disturbed students, autistic students. That's who I work with. Right. And uh, like I'm big on it. You were speaking on like uh, growing up and how the parents treat them, parenting, the correct parenting, and there's no correct way of parenting. For sure. I'm saying, but you must hold your child accountable. That's that's the word of the day. Accountable. Accountability. You know what I'm saying you must you must hold your child accountable for the the wrong they do. You must like now I punish my child now. Mm -hmm. He's only one years old. He may not know what he's doing wrong, but he gonna remember. I got my ass popped when I did this. Right. So you know, I, that's just big. And a lot of kids don't get that. A lot of kids don't get chastised. A lot of kids don't have that father figure in their life. You know what I'm saying? And uh, where I work at, like like a lot of teachers and stuff, they jealous of me and the kids relationship because i talk to the kids raw like this like mm -hmm. and i get to know them and i learn from them and they learn from me 
It's because you want you want to be over with them and you want to understand. Yeah, I want them to understand things and I want them to remember me. Like I remember Tyrone Crawley and Eddie Hurd and two more all the mentors that I had in my life. And I want them to be able to give it back to people that's coming up under them. You know what I'm saying? The gift that keeps giving. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you for being on here. This is Surface Thinking. Young Surface Thinking, man. Surface appreciate Thinking. You. Shout out shout out to the live. Rick G. Rick G. Super hot. Rick G's. I got the booth to the studio, uh, booth to the streets with me right now. Where you at? I'll pull up on you. That's what we doing. <laughs> we out here, y'all. Thanks. Common sense is lazy. 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 Lazy.